As you have noticed, this podcast does not start out with intro music. Instead you are being greeted by this text-to-speech voice. I am here to inform you that at about minute 15 our microphone audio cut out. We had to use the backup camera audio for the rest of the video. The podcast is still a lot of fun. Audio just isn't up to par at a certain point. Apologies. We don't really know what happened. Enjoy. Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lenny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Hotel California by... Eagles. Uh, Before we get into anything else, here's our news segment. And welcome back to your music news. Uh, It has been a while. Two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Um, So sorry. Actually, no. Sorry. Shania uh, Shania Twain came out after a little two-week hiatus, but this music news has been backlogged for a while because that's how I do it. Um, Anyway, John Zazula, also known as Johnny Z, um, was an American music industry executive who was the owner of New Jersey's rock and roll Heaven Record Store and the founder of Megaforce Records, also known as the man to sign bands such as Metallica in the new wave of metal. He passed away. Rest in peace, Johnny. Thrash metal wouldn't be the same without you. Moving on, Raw Call 2022 nominees are in, and it includes Beck, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Judas Priest, New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, our man Lionel Richie. If you haven't seen that episode, go watch it. And uh, Dionne Warwick and many others. So go cast your vote now. I already have. Moving on. All of the Astro World lawsuits have officially been combined into one case. If you don't know, Astro World, uh, 10 people were killed and nearly, nearly 300 injured. Travis versus USA. Sorry. That's what the court now case that's should be called. Books. <laughs> um, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors celebrated its 45th anniversary on February 4th. Isn't that crazy? I have an Wait, is that the album I have? Yeah, I actually have that album. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Willow. Willow Smith. Stop blowing up my phone. Okay. Carly. Team up. That's not Carly. Uh, I just assumed. Team up for a new song called Emo Girl. Haven't listened to it yet. Go listen if you want. Robert Smith tweeted, We will be performing songs from a new album when we next play, or we won't be playing at all. And I really want to play, so that means... Dot, dot, dot. It means my desire to release a new album is overwhelming. So, The Cure is working on some new music for you goth rock fans out there. Billy Joe Armstrong had his car stolen, a 1962 Chevy. Uh, It was stolen, but then it was returned. So glad to have that back, and there was, I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. There were no damages, anything like that, so. That's crazy. That's weird. Uh, Santana had to cancel shows at the House of Blues in Las Vegas because members of the band, including himself, Carlos Santana, I don't know if I said that, sorry, uh, tested positive for COVID. But they were doing well and should be back soon if they're not already. 
Bad Brains debut studio album was released 40 years ago on February 6th. That's a like reggae skull, right? Yes. I'm, okay, I think so. Because I know the selector is too. But yeah, Bad Brains. They're one of like the pioneers. So like ska. Is it like? Are they ska punk? Are they like Sublime kind of? Because Sublime is ska punk. I don't know. Because some bands, I can't remember if they're reggae though. Because it gets that's a very specific genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I have a friend that's really into reggae. Shout out to you, Landa. Yeah, that one makes sense. Um, Fallout Boys. <laughs> uh, Infinity on High celebrated 15 years. Uh, and if you don't know what album is, it has a song, Thanks for the Memories, on it. Thanks Go check for it out. the memories. Thanks for the memories. No vowels. That's how it's spelled. Thanks for the memories. But also, they were really good live. Yeah, they were. They were a really good and live And it was band. surprising to us. Yeah. They were uh, top tier. Like, they were, like, pretty dang good. I'd go see them again. Yeah, they they're were perform- fun. They're performing at, like, some music festival, I think, soon. And- Are they performing at that one with, like, all the other, like, emo bands and stuff? The, whatchamacallit? The, oh, what is it called? Where it's, like, all the, like, all eternative, or all alternative emo I know what you're talking bands. about. We talked about it on the music news, I think. Like no, they're not. Ago. They're not at that one. The one in Vegas. They're not at that one. They are at another one. Can't remember. Look it up. You can figure it out. I'm really good at my job. Axl Rose turned 60 years old. Uh, Nikki Six called Pearl Jam one of the most boring bands in history after Eddie Vedder dissed Motley Crue in an interview. So now apparently those two bands are beefing. Um, mainly just Eddie Vedder. I don't think the whole Pearl Jam. But he's beefing with Motley Crue right now. Well, I'm a bit of a Vedder head myself. So. Specifically Nikki Six. So. And then after, <laughs> after Nikki Six said that. <laughs> Any better, I can't repeat it, but... Oh, no, 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 how it started. Eddie Vedder just basically said, Motley Crue, F you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Solid. Uh, Billie Eilish is on the July-August 2021... Nope, 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 nope. It's 2022. I'm sorry. Billie Eilish was nominated for an Oscar because of her song, No Time to Die, on um, the James Bond movie. And Beyonce was also nominated for an Oscar... And those are their first ones. Um, the Who. Chill out. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just texted her. Right. Okay. And we're back. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. The Who announced 2022 North American Tour, which kicks off in April. Are they all still alive? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're such a freak. Kanye West has threatened to pull out of Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologizes for something she didn't do, is what this Rolling Stone headline says. Basically, at one of her concerts, somebody was having an asthma attack or something, and so she stopped it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And Kanye said that was beef. That was uh, some beef with... Travis Scott yeah. because of the whole Astro World thing. Because she said, uh, "I wait till my till I know my fans are okay" or something like well, that. I mean, I would say the same thing she did. Yeah. 
Like, come on now. Uh, Cliff Burton, one of the, in my opinion, best bassists of all time. He was in Metallica for a short period of time. He was on the albums, I know for sure, Ride the Lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Seek and Destroy, which is their first one. And Master of Puppets. He died on tour, if you didn't know. You can look that up if you want. But he would have celebrated his 60th birthday as well. Uh, Matchbox 20, go look at that episode. Moves the North American tour to 2023. So be on the lookout for those tickets. Um, Sheryl Crow also turned 60. Dang, everybody's turning 60. Also, she has duetted with people like Johnny Cash. That's awesome. Isn't that like a weird... That is weird. That's a weird, like... That's like one of those facts that's true but doesn't make sense. What? Like Betty White was older than then sliced bread. bread. Yeah, like that doesn't even matter. Then bread. <laughs> then bread. bread in it of Period. itself. <laughs> older than bread in the cinema. Moving on to not-so-fun news. The queen of funk, Betty Davis, passed away. She... Was a complete pioneer, obviously, and specifically in the funk genre. So go listen to her discography if you haven't already. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg, sorry, the picture's what got me, but the headline is just not it. Um, but Snoop Dogg is being sued for alleged sexual assault. Snoop Double G. Um, it is a big jumbled up mess. Uh, so if you really want it get into that go ahead but speaking of snoop dogg did you see that super bowl halftime show dude that was fire that was a good halftime that show. was like one of the better ones that i've seen because it was kendrick eminem dr dre snoop 50 cent like it was just a good show and mary j one, blige yeah i don't know them good show it was a good show and then they had um what was his name anderson anderson pack playing the drums yeah he was playing the drums too like, that was sweet it was just a good show and people are all up in arms about how Dr. Dre was suppo- supposedly was asked not to say, like, can't trust the police or whatever that line is in a song. Mm-hmm. And he still said it. And then Eminem taking the knee or whatever and mm-hmm. bowing. Honestly, I don't care. That was fire. Yeah, that was a fire halftime show. That was a fire halftime show. In my opinion. Okay. But our opinion is fact here in the Dumb <laughs> Our opinion is the only opinion. Um, foreigner. King Crimson co-founder Ian McDonald passed away. He passed away at the age of 75. Sad. Lisa was not the age of 60. That's true. I don't know what's up with the 60s. Yeah. Also, Weezer. Great band. Go see him live. Throw one up for Weezer real quick. <laughs> was formed 30 years ago. There you go. Also. Isn't the... Uh, look at River's <laughs> Hold on. Scroll over a little bit. Uh, one more. One more. That guy, isn't he from Knoxville? One of the guys in Weezer? Is he the original one? Is he? I know he has dark hair and he looks he's like He's the lead guitarist now. I don't know if he's the original, but he is from Knoxville. That's why our table was crooked. It's because I lean up on it like this, and I guess I've just slowly pushed it forward. <laughs> anyway. Um, but they don't have Matt Sharp in the band anymore, who I think is the, um, who they originally started with. Um... um Something in my eye. I'm figuring it out right now. The drummer looks like he could voice Patrick very well. Uh, Brian Bell. He's from Knoxville. Well, he was born in Iowa City, but his origin is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, we'll claim him. Fair enough. Yeah, he's pretty cool. 
Um, Everyone in Weezer is kind of cool, but also kind of weird. So like, yeah, but Weezer is just an in general like, and I mean this not sarcastically, like a very quirky no band. Like they are a very yeah odd group, I a mean, funky bunch. Flip on the telly, wrestle with Jimmy. <laughs> Shaking booty, making sweet love. Like, Shaking booty, making sweet love. Dude, that's a banger. That is a... I think El Scorcher is my favorite song right now. But, anyway. And last but certainly not least, Coachella and Stagecoach scrap all their COVID precautions. They basically have said that there is no guarantee, express or implied, that those attending the festival will not be exposed to COVID-19. And that is it for your music news. And we're back. So before we get into the album or anything, here's our social medias. The Twitter, TDMPod, TDMPOD. The Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast. The YouTube, um, if you want to see our face, anything like that. Uh, the Diamond Mind. If you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast, we're the first thing that comes up. Uh, TikTok. I knew I was forgetting something. I almost skipped TikTok. Uh, Diamond Mind Podcast, right? Um, more videos will be up because I've been thinking of ideas in my noggin. Um, Time out. Put them editing anything in there. That'd be so fucking funny. Oh, just that whole clip of us laughing <laughs> of us at him eating about, the bed. <laughs> of us like talking about it and watching it. Yeah. Time in. Okay. Um, rate us five stars. Subscribe. Look follow, at my armpit holes. Look at her armpit holes. I got a bigger one over here. Woo! Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Find my email. So, Lainey, give us the specs on Hotel California by the Eagles. Hotel California was released on December 8th, 1976. It's 43 minutes long. Only nine songs. And it went 16 times platinum. Now, everybody hold your horses because I do want to see if I can pull it up on my Hold it. Hold it. Dude, um, I've been playing a new Pokemon game recently, audience. I'm talking that to you while she's doing this. all over um, And there's a mission in the beginning where you can get a shiny Ponytaw, and it has blue flames instead of red flames, and then when it uh, evolves into Rapidash, it has purple flames. So Did I have a purple-flamed Rapidash. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Apple Music, your iTunes, says, to put the Eagles' mid-70s dominance into perspective, consider this. In early 1976, the group released their greatest hits, 71 to 75, a compilation that would spend the next half decade in the Billboard Top 200 and go on to become the biggest-selling American album of the 20th century. Damn, that's crazy. But here's the crazy thing. (laughs) The band's most popular career-defining song was still to come. That honor, of course, goes to the title track of their 76 smash, Hotel California. The one we're listening to today, okay? The record where the Eagles ex- expunged. Wow. I've never used that word. I haven't either. Any lingering trace of their country rock roots. That's fair. Good point, Apple. And took up residence in the football stadiums of the world. That shift can be largely attributed to the new kid in town, Joe Walsh. What a goofball. That's my own idea. A goober. What a goober. What a gym dog. What a, <laughs> what a little tinky winky. What a goofy little goober. <laughs> Replace ongoing founding guitarist Bernie Leiden, formerly the frontman of 
Dirty Boogie outfit, the James Gang, and an eccentric hard rock and solo artist in his own right, Walsh immediately puts his stamp on the band at the opening Hotel California, where he and six-string wingman Don Felder added the exclamation point to Don Henley's eerie... Enigmatic? Sure. Narrative, the one of the most dram- with one of the most dramatic finger-aching guitar solos in the rock canon. That, Banger. That's... Certified. That swagger spills over into the Brontosaurus stomp of Victim of Love, the closest this band ever got to heavy metal, by the way, and the disco-fied Life in the Fast Lane, an account of Hollywood... Don't worry, I'll hit the whip. Hedonism? Sure. As alluringly decadent as a penthouse masquerade ball with an open bar. But Hotel California is both the portrait of 70s excess... From behind the velvet rope and the soundtrack to the inevitably cruel come now. In the sweeping yet cynical piano ballad, The Last Resort, Henley is already bracing for the moment when the party has to end, not just for a band that would split within four years, but for the very notion of American capitalism itself. I don't even know half the things I read, but I agree. So that's what iTunes has to say about it, but here's what we have to say about it, damn it. So the first song is called <laughs> Hotel California. Imagine that. <laughs> Absolute slapper, iconic, uh, just. Uh, Who? Why do the cars gotta get loud when I'm getting into my podcast? Why do the cars gotta get loud when it's my turn to talk? <laughs> <laughs> they need to wait their turn. The volume of that muffler is astronomical. They need to go to the shop and get some sort of muffler put on there it's because they have clearly been and... straight piped. The guitar uh, intro, lovely, just with the, the nice finger-picked chords. Uh, the Eagles are another one of those bands, kind of like Led Zeppelin and the Beatles, in my opinion, that are incredibly talented at what they do. Like, not just, like, some bands are good and have good songs and they're fun to listen to, but the Eagles are just, like, you can tell. They're good yeah. at the guitar, they're mm-hmm. good at singing, they're good at songwriting. Um... It's that natural, raw, pure love, grit, and talent. So, this song is definitely, uh, it definitely exemplifies that. Um, Certified classic. I love when the actual song kicks in and they kind of have that, like, ska feel with the drums. Like, mm-hmm. they hit the, cha 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 like, like, it really hits that, that groove. I really like that. Uh, shouts out to my boy Hayden. Really loves this song and the Eagles in general. Um... But anyways, the song as a whole kicks ass. Uh, drum fill specifically after the line about getting stabbed but not killing the beast. Stab you with this knife. But that goes insane. That goes absolutely crazy. That goes totally like you, you lose your mind. If you don't know what you just said. Uh, oh, we haven't done that in a hot minute. You lose your mind to that. Um, I'm not going to say what I said about the guitar solo, but the guitar solo makes me feel ways that I can't describe. You just feel the emotion of them playing. That's in the dumb mind, bro. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not repeating that on this because I don't want to accidentally forget to censor that, and that should be out there that I said that. Um, but you feel the emotion in their playing and truly what they're trying to convey. As always, I get my information from Genius Lyrics. Um, and they have stated that 
Hotel California is one of the most mysterious and widely speculated songs in rock history. It is best described in the words of its creators, as Don Henley explained in the Daily Mail in 2007 on 9-11. <laughs> Some of the wilder interpretations of that song have been amazing. It was really about the excesses of American culture and certain girls we knew. But it also... Oh, but it was also about the uneasy balance between art and commerce. Though the annotations to the left do their best to decipher Henley and company's words, it's important to keep in mind a quote and classic... Malapropism. What is it with these words? That they want to sound use? smarter than they actually are, therefore they compensate with large vocabulary. But then they make me look stupid. <laughs> That's their point. They're trying to make you feel like you're not as smart as them because you don't know the words they're using to well, talk. Well, let me just pull supercalifragilisticexpialidocious out of my rear end. Get that genius. Eagles... Yeah, suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> From Eagles member Glenn Frey, Vagary, my man, is the primary tool of songwriters in response to the... I don't even care anymore. <laughs> okay, basically it was described as Mexican gay. Don Felder laughed about it and said, yes, that's right. Uh, it wasn't really a title when I first wrote all the music for it, but I put it on cassette with about 16 or 17 other song ideas. Another one was Victim of Love. And he gave copies of it to like Joe Walsh, Don Henley, Glenn Frey, and Randy Meisner. At the time, I said, if there's anything on this cassette that you like and want to work on, call me, let me know. And so Henley said, I like that song that sounds like a Mexican reggae. And basically, that's it. I don't even care enough to read the rest of it, really, except for the very bottom. But during the 58th Grammys in February 2016, the Eagles were presented with their Grammy from 77 for Album of the Year because they didn't attend the Grammys that year. Ridiculous. That's crazy. I can't imagine that nowadays, like somebody like them not attending. I know, but then um, this actually took place during a commercial break, just after they and Jackson Brown finished a tribute to Glenn Frey. Um, I want to learn the baseline of the song very badly. It's an, it's an iconic no-skip song, of course. One of, if not their most popular songs, and the hotel on the album is actually the Beverly Hills Hotel, which I have seen before, <laughs> not to brag. But also, isn't there speculation that the song is actually about the evils of Hollywood? Yeah. More specifically. Well, there's also speculation that the song is about, like, uh, a hotel where they, like, sacrifice people so, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, worshipers. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, like, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Illuminati kind of stuff? Yeah. It's about, like, getting into drugs and stuff and, like, yeah. Kobe. Speculate all you want. Oh. I was really close to making it earlier. I still have never made it. I, I, it's crazy to me that the people that watch this don't see the trash can right there. And they don't know, like, what I've been shooting at. There's this tiny trash can. It's probably literally, like, this big around. Um, maybe not even that big. Yeah, maybe not even this big. And it's sitting on top of a dresser, like, probably a solid six, seven feet from me. I can't even see the opening, and I'm just trying to shoot it in there. That's probably, like, four feet high. Yeah, Maybe. probably four feet in the air. Anyways, this next song is called New Kid in Town. I've heard this one as well. Uh, pretty slapping, just some beachy, chillin' vibes, you know. Uh, the Eagles are very good at, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to keep going with it. Um, the Eagles are very good at putting emotion behind their music, like, and that kind of comes with being very acquainted with your instrument, just very 
talented mu- musician yeah. in general. Um, and that's something I can really appreciate because a lot of people can't do that. Like, a lot of people, they're just playing notes, and they're like, man, this sounds good. But they make their guitar sing. They make not just their vocals, but their songs speak. Have you, you said know? that about Led Zeppelin? Yes, I think so. Um, but they're just, like, all playing their instruments with so much soul. Like, you feel their, you know, I can repeat myself all day. Um, but this song just gives me some good feels. I'd love to listen to this song. Driving to the beach. That's fair. Um, yeah, piggybacking off of what you said just a little bit. I mean, I think that, like, pure drive, passion, talent, all of it, and the content of their songs make their pieces absolutely timeless. Uh, quick time out. I'm putting my jacket on because I'm cold. This is a band shirt. It's from a Kenny Jasnidar. All right? It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours. Alright, but continuing on with what I was saying. Uh, from Genius, this has that 70s soft rock sound. Actually, I think I wrote that one. Um, but it takes on two meanings. The literal interpretation involves the experience of a bo- band becoming famous and being treated differently in society because they're now seen as celebrities, which obviously that happens all the time, right? As time passes by, another up-and-coming band becomes more popular than them, causing them to fade away into history. Also happens all the time. Uh, the song can also be applied to a breakup in a relationship where a person leaves because they found someone better. Uh, this won the Eagles a Grammy Award for Best Arrangement for Voices in 1977. Huh. Yeah. Uh, this next song is called Life in the Fast Lane. This one, another one that I've heard before. Classic. Slapper. Slapper. Absolute slapper. Um, I love the guitar effects they use in the song. Um, the riff, very catchy. Uh, they've got a hell of a guitarist on them. I can't remember what the guitarist's name is. Don. Yes, banger. The absolute banger of a guitarist. They have two Dons. Um, oh yeah, I remember I you telling me that. I think Felder's the guitarist. Um, there's something with them that I didn't... I didn't know this before you just said it earlier. How they had, like, country rock roots. Like, I knew it, but I didn't know it, you know? Um, and I kind of touch on this here, and I guess it's just, like, traces of those country rock roots. I love how their songs almost feel, like, a little folky. Like, they're, uh, it's not overbearing hard rock, and a lot of their songs, they're kind of telling stories or painting pictures in your head, and it's, I don't know, it just has that folk vibe to me, and maybe that is just traces of of the country rock, because country comes from, like, a place of just, like, telling stories about being an outlaw, or, like, stuff like that. Um, right. Like, John, or Johnny Cash, or Hank Williams, or people like that. Um, Hank Williams Sr., not Hank Williams Jr. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Um, the song is very fun, incredibly catchy. Absolute head head bopper. I was gonna say head banger. It's not a head banger. It's a head bopper. Life is the best thing. I guess you could head bang to it. I guess you could head bang yeah, to you it. You can head bang to anything. Um, and this one, right. oh, what car setting would I like to to hear this one on? Because I just said I wanted to hear the last one driving to the beach. This Corvette, one, Corvette. I would like to hear this one while whipping it on the interstate. Because I really, really have to poop, and I need to make it home as quickly as possible. 
I mean, I wouldn't like to hear any song in that situation because I never want to be in that situation because that situation sucks, yeah, but it will happen. If you want to draw fast, listen to metal or punk or something. That's if you want, no, hold on. Time out. If you want to drive fast, sorry viewers are in America, be in the left lane, okay? When I'm riding in the very right lane, going comfortably, like, five over the speed limit, and you come up behind me going 20 over, you're in the very right lane in your big souped up truck, and you come right behind me, and then you don't pass me, you just ride my butt, like, dude, bro, the left lane is for passing, if you want to be in the fast lane, go to the left, homie, I am comfortable living my life knowing that I'm Perfectly safe and comfortable and happy with driving at the speed that I'm driving and being in the right lane knowing I'm not bothering anybody other than you because you're a bonehead. You're an idiot. Get in the left lane. Story time. So I was on my way. It was like 530 in the morning. On my way to go work out. I get oh, You know how you merge onto the interstate? Yeah. Okay. I was getting into the middle lane of the interstate. And this car was behind me, flashed their lights at me, and then got over in the left lane, and didn't even pass me. People these days. Also, if you drive slow in the left lane, get over. That is also facts. If you're going the speed limit in the left lane, you're in the wrong lane. The left lane is for passing. If you keep getting passed in the right lane, you, you know, it's time. Yes. And it's always... The handicapped people that are the worst drivers. Like the old people that like... If they have like one of the actual like handicapped license plates, it's game over. They they either swerve, they like... It, it's game over. Every single time I've seen one, it's crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's facts. Like, like you'll be driving and somebody will be going like five under in the very left lane and they'll have one of those like uh, license plates on them. And you'll go to pass them, and it's like some 80-year-old woman that's, like, way too small to see over a big SUV wheel. So she's, like, hunched over like this at the steering wheel, staring at the road like this. And it's like, okay, first off. Uh, no offense to the handicapped no, the elderly. We know we have some listeners. No offense to you guys again, because I'm about to say something. I think there should be an age cap to driving. I think... I'm taking, like, a transportation class, technically. Um, we've been told that, like, once their eyesight gets to a certain point, it's game over. Once their, like, reaction time gets to a certain point, it's game over. Stop driving when it's time to stop driving. If you're putting yourself and other people in danger, you don't need to be driving, whether you're 16 or 80. Call an Uber. Yeah, or just Uber. Get somebody or, or a, get uh, a to lift. deliver. Yeah, get somebody to deliver. Or just have a it. friend drive you home. Carpool. It saves no, money. Like, what if it saves. What if people don't have other people? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like really old people that just like they're just lonely. Yeah. they don't have. That's what I'm saying. Just like. Well, if you can carpool, 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 it saves you money. Carpool tunnel. Let's talk it about that. Saves. It saves fossil fuels. We get to keep more gas. Um, if less people, are, like if less people are buying gas, then that means gas prices will go down. Gas prices has got, have gone up thirty cents yep. in a week at, on the campus. Man, I can't believe we're talking about this on a music podcast. 
Anyways. We're getting back in the fast lane. My time? Yep. Genius lyrics. This staple song of classic rock stations was written by Joe Walsh, Gwen Frey, and Don Henley. It tells the story of a couple finding solace and success but taking it to the edge, which is a recurring theme throughout the album. I'd say this is an all-around great song, simple but effective drum pattern, iconic riffs and individual notes on the guitar, and a solid bass line. The vocals even tie in that classic rock sound with a little bit of gravel in the voice, and as a bonus, you get that tubular effect on not only tubular. the tubular, not only the vocals, but on the guitar as well. Kind of towards the end of the song. Next song. Uh, the next song is called "Waste of Time." Quite a bit of change of pace. Uh, there's some nice piano in the song. Uh, this is another aspect of the Beatles or the Beatles, the Eagles. Sorry, I saw the EA and I thought Beatles. Uh, the, the Eagles. The Beagles. Uh, this is another aspect of uh, the Beagles that you <laughs> you got me all frazzled that we haven't talked about yet on this album. Uh, incredibly emotional and impactful songs. Not necessarily emotional in the sense of, like, you want to cry, but, like, you just feel it in your soul. You feel it in your heart. Like the song Desperado, which is not on this album. Um, Don't worry, we'll probably get there. Yeah, it'll probably be on one of the, like... Greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, greatest hits albums. Um, this song is like one of those types where you truly feel the emotion in the song. I know I talked about you feel the emotion in their in their playing, but it's not just you feel the emotion in their playing. You feel the emotion that they're trying to convey with the song, and you really are. Hmm, I, I can't think of the word. Like you're just feeling it. I can't think of the word right now. I'll probably think of it while I'm laying in bed tonight. Um, singer for the Eagles. Sings very well. I like him. I like his voice. I like his, uh, not just his range and, and pitch, but his, the timbre of his voice. Very nice. Um, also, whoever composed this song, genius, because everything fits very well. Um, I would describe that in further, but it has been a few days since I've heard the song, so... Uh, that's a week. It's bad. been a week. Really? We listened to it on Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Okay. Word. Anyway, this was kind of long. Um, Genius lyrics. Alright, it's a slower song. Okay. So this was Don Henley and Glenn F <laughs> attempt at a Philly Soul Torch song. Uh, it was later explained on the liner notes for The Very Best of the Eagles. Uh, he said, I loved all the records coming out of Philadelphia at that time. I sent for some sheet music so I could learn some of those songs, and I started creating my own musical ideas with that Philly influence. Don was our Teddy Pendergrass. He could stand out there all alone and just well. We did a big Philly-type production with strings, definitely not country rock. You're not going to find that track on a Crosby, Stills, and Nash record or a Beach Boys record. Don's singing abilities stretched so many of our boundaries, he could sing the phone book, it didn't even matter. Oh, I'm sorry, Don Henley. That's so assuming. The strings were arranged by Jim Ed Norman, who was an old college buddy of Don Henley's in Texas, and later the keyboard player for the Eagles founding members' very first band, Felicity. In the late 90s, Norman rose to the position of president of Warner slash Reprise Records in Nashville, Wasted Time closes side one on your old vinyl copy of the Hotel California LP. 
After you flip the record over to side two, the first piece of music you'll hear is an inter instrumental reprise of the same track, which we'll get to next. And furthermore, this is definitely a breakup song, which is a product of Don Henley's breakup with Lori Rodkin. Next. Um, my town on Animal Crossing New Horizons is called Felicity because it's like has the word city in it, but it also means happiness. Um, secondly, I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> And we're back. So this next song is called Waste of Time Reprise. Repre Reprise? Reprise. Um, dark, dark, moody strings. Uh, genuinely made me feel something. And it uh, feels like a Disney movie, almost. Like, this is walking into the the beast's... Um, I guess it's not a lair. His wing of the castle. His castle. Mood. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know I'm going to feel that when I'm editing. <laughs> Cause I wear my AirPods too, and I just have the noise canceling on. You're welcome. This is exactly what it sounds like. Extended version, strictly instrumental with string ensemble. Not what I'd expect, but I love it. Next. Uh, this next song is called "Victim of Love." Love. <laughs> victim. Victim of victim love. Love. Uh, this song is some hard rock, bro. Uh, which Lainey touched on earlier. This this is about as close to metal as they get. This is not what I expected at all. Um, almost kind of feels again. Oh my gosh! This is another chills. I don't know why. unknown thing about or not unknown thing like an unknown call towards their old country roots. This feels outlawish to me. That's not like like a mixture of like outlaw country, but it's like really hard. I don't remember this um, <laughs> I do. It was fire. Uh, the drum fill at about 1.30 went absolutely crazy. They are such talented musicians as a whole. You can just tell by the way they make their instruments speak for them. Facts. Street. Street. Facts. Alright. Victim of Love was recorded live in the studio with the only overdubs being the vocals. Fun facts. Don Felder was supposedly promised to sing two tracks on the album, this being one of them. And he was originally courted as the lead vocals on the song, but took uh, one week to get it done right. The band did not see it come to band quality, so mm -hmm. their manager took Dan Felder, or I'm sorry, Don Felder out to lunch while Don Henley laid down the lead vocal to produce what we hear today. That's so shady. That that would hurt my feelings really bad. I wonder if there's beef because of that. Like, or, I, I, or well, there had to have like, been a little. There had to have been a little bit of like, you could have at least told me. Like, that's fair. that kind of thing. He took him out to lunch. Why would you record it over him? But, uh, <laughs> but this song has the grit that I was expecting, but it softens up a little bit um, with the harmonizing and the chorus. This one is good. All capital letters, good, and I mean good, like might be a new favorite song, which I haven't found in a while, and now I do remember I did add this to a playlist. Uh, this next song is called Pretty Maids, All in a Row. Lainey started off this song by showing me a bunch of pictures of Joe Walsh. Um, that dude is wacky looking. Uh, Go follow him on Instagram. This song is a li another emotion-filled song. Tell me real quick, though. Uh, him and Ringo Starr, I'm pretty sure... We're at the Super Bowl together. <laughs> That's cool. 
Um, this song is another emotion-filled song, but this one kind of seemed a little lackluster to me mm-hmm. based on the fact that there's not a ton setting this song apart from the other kind of emotional song. But the the emotional, the emotional previous emotional song had really good composition, which I really appreciated, and then had the strings afterwards, and that, that just made it stand apart from this one. Um, not a bad song, necessarily. I like the harmonizing... The harmony section, sorry, mm-hmm. at about three minutes in, makes it feel almost gospel-y. I actually have that exact thing written down. Um, Pretty Man's All in a Row is actually the first song sung by Joe Walsh after he joined the Eagles. Pretty Maids All in a Row depicts the meeting of old friends or lovers and the feelings that come from such an event. A combination of wasted love and new kid in town... And it's not really what I was looking for after coming off a victim of love, I'll be honest. I wanted to kind of keep the ball rolling. Um, But it was still a rather lovely song, if you will, with another simple drumbeat, acoustic guitar, and gospel-like harmonizing. This next song is called Try and Love Again. I love the repeating guitar riff throughout this song. Uh, This song kind of gives me the same vibe as the last last one with the kind of like not so specialness, but it still feels fine, and I'm, I was still sitting there bopping. Um, the outro has some harmonizing ooh business going on. It's nice, but the verses, meh. Um, the ooing and the guitar makes this song not a stinker, in my opinion. Makes the song pretty decent to, like, alright. Right on. Uh, so this song actually reminds me of Signs by... Sign, shine, that one. Everywhere, sign. That song? No. Oh. You might have to look it up because I can't remember it. Because I thought, because the version that I know is a cover, but I couldn't remember who covered it. Sign by who? Five Man Electrical Band. Okay. And I had actually heard this song before. Oh, wow. You know an Eagles deep cut. You know an Eagles track? (laughs) Come talk to me. I'm gonna play it. Oh, well, I'm gonna put it up to my ear because, in case okay. it's not like the opening lyric. If we have to cut it, we have to cut it. I think it is the opening, though. Okay, let's just cut it. And we're back. Sorry, just didn't want to get a copyright claim. Not again. Uh, yeah, we did get a copyright claim on Usher, didn't Or was it Usher? Or was it No, Nelly? we were. I don't know because I didn't edit the, I didn't put those on the YouTube. You did. When we were in the second closet recording before we came in here we had some weird copyright in like uh, one of the like a european country we recently we recently got one on usher nelly where we do the video of elmo dancing and it has the song in the background i think I that's what we got did it for. not know that yeah so wow okay um, um this last song i'm not saying that's my oh, all i said was reminds me of signs by <laughs> well that's very descriptive that's good enough for me. No. Um, it is a bittersweet ballad of love and loss in which the speaker addresses the listener with memories of beautiful beginnings and the painful endings. While the lyrics relate the story of the speaker's heartbreak, much of the song is written in the second person, inviting the listener to map their own experiences onto the speakers and ultimately advising the listener to act as the speaker does in trying to love again. This last song is called The Last Resort. Uh... <laughs> This song is, and I quote, long AF, damn, lol. Uh, This song is like if the Beach Boys were more rock than surfer dudes. I still get California vibes from the Eagles, but it's it's a different kind of vibe. It's not the kind of like... It's 
It's not the good California vibe, it's the bad And vibe. we all gone surfing. Like that, it's not that kind of vibe. Right. Um, it feels more in depth and emotional, I guess, is how you would describe the Eagles than, than the Beach Boys or somebody like that. Uh, I wrote Hasbulla go crazy because I got sent a video of Hasbulla in a car and he's like holding on to the like. <laughs> no, but it, it was like edited though. Yeah, it was edited on a Rocket League car, but he was like holding on to the like the. We call it the Osh. The, yeah, bar. The, that's exactly what I was about to say. The Osh bar. I don't know what it's actually. We bleeped called. ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the outro. Uh, this outro is a good way to end the album. It brings to a nice emotional. Oh. Emotional point. I completely agree. With and the I'll, chord building, and it's it's very nice. I like, completely agree. You have the chords yeah. going on, and one piece of the chord will get changed at a time until it just perfectly resolves into this nice, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'll describe the ending in my own words, but um, anyway, I've been on one tonight. Okay, but Same. in a 1987 interview with Rolling Stone, Don Henley said. The Last Resort on Hotel California, I said that weird, I don't know why, is still one of my favorite songs. That's because I care more about the environment than about writing songs about drugs or love affairs or excesses of any kind. The gist of the song was that when we find something good, we destroy it by our presence. Facts. By the very fact that man is the only animal on earth that is capable of destroying his environment. The environment is the reason why... Uh, Oh, beavers? Sorry. Yeah, but they destroyed to create. (laughs) (laughs) The environment is the reason I got into politics. um, To try to do something about what I saw as the complete destruction of the most... What? Of most of the resources that we have left. We have mortgaged our future for gain and greed. That's some deep stuff, Henley. Hold on, before you continue, for everybody that just saw me do that, I promise to God, I did not pick my nose. I have a scab right here. I was wondering. Because I have a zit, like, right on the, like, rim of my nostril. And it's really bothering me. Does it look like I'm picking my nose? Does it look like, yeah, I was like, like, it's like, right... I don't know if you can feel oh, yeah. it. I got there. He wasn't yes. picking his nose. Can confirm. It hurts really Flight bad. back, zoom in. Can confirm. Uh, the last note that I said, going off of what you said about the ending, the end of this song sounds like it's it's like a cowboy riding off into the sunset. Yes. That's a very valid now, statement. Thank you. 1 through 92, Lainey. This is episode 48, which means we're sitting at 40... I don't know. Ah. 44? Is that what 44, that's me! Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Is that what we're sitting at? I don't know. Um, okay. Regardless. Regardless. I would put this... What am I stepping on? I would put this higher than 44. Caught a vibe. Caught a vibe! I would put this higher than 44 for sure. I'd say... This is in the 30s, probably. I wouldn't necessarily bump it up to the 20s just yet, but maybe it will. I'll give it, it, it a 33, Larry Bird. Yeah, 33 for Larry Bird. Uh, the young, not goat, but top 10 all time, probably. Uh, maybe even top 5. The white goat. Depending. <laughs> yeah, he is the white goat. Um, anyways, uh, the social medias, the Twitter, TDMPod, TDMPOD, the Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast, the YouTube uh, for our face and vlogs, which we need to do more vlogs, man. Um, We're just busy. Spring break. 
Yeah, spring break will be lit. Uh, the Diamond Mine. If you look up the Diamond Mine podcast, we should be the first thing that, fall, that pops up. Uh, TikTok, Diamond Mine podcast. Um, like, subscribe, rate five stars, all sorts of stuff like that. Share us with your friends. Share us with yes. your moms. Share us with God. Share us around because we would really appreciate reaching new people because... Uh, this is we really fun. We reached Saudi Arabia. Hey, shout out to you, Saudi Arabia. Delaware, though? Delaware? Listen to Delaware. Okay? I don't know if you know anybody in Delaware. What forced them to look this up on their phone in Delaware and listen to it? The little shit. I'm <laughs> Delaware's our next target, so get ready, Delaware. That's where I put the award. Delaware. Uh, you got anything else to say? Mm, no. <laughs> this has been the Diamond Mine Podcast with Nate and Lenny. We'll be back at you next week with the Dixie Chicks.